0: Block Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. This is the good news, the good news of the glorious gospel. Hallelujah! You know, on the news today, there is no good news that comes on our local channels. We have four, eight, five, and eleven. Every now and then, there may be some good news. I know, glory to God, there was a a segment yesterday. There was a woman, and I believe she had been married to her husband. I know it was like for years, double-digit years, like over 50 And the husband had lost his ring somewhere in their home. They had a beautiful home that they raised five kids in, and her and her husband looked like forever to find that ring. They couldn't find the ring. They moved from the home to another city and state. Eventually, he passed before she did. Okay, so now the... The next owner of the house, he was, like, cleaning and raking the yard, and he found the ring. Imagine that years later, even after the husband had passed, um, the new homeowner found the ring, did some research on it, his due diligence, and let's see, I forget her name, but whatever her name was, the initials were in the ring. So he started looking, he found the number, called, and the woman pronounced her name, and he's like, okay, I've got something here. They met and of a surety, good news, this is some good news, thank you, Jesus She even spoke it yesterday on how every now and then people need to hear good news Because on the regular news channels, there is just never, hardly ever good news So therefore, uh, he found her ring for her husband and she's wearing her ring on her left hand and his ring on her right hand. Listen, uh, listening audience and saints, when the camera zoomed in on her hands, it actually looked like her two different hands. I mean, like different people hands. Like one of them could have been her husband, and the other hand was hers. And that, you know, that was just phenomenal to me. And she even spoke the word good news. And truly. This is the good news of the glorious gospel. Now, what she was sharing was good news of her marriage and her life with her husband and how, you know, they, and you could even see it, just a wonderful relationship, glory to God. And then the very end of that story, even though she had lost her ring, the end of that story ended up with, what are we talking about today? Good news, glory to God, of the glorious gospel. That story ended in good news, and she spoke it. And you know what? I didn't even tie, like, that news uh, show yesterday with today being the good news of the glorious gospel. It kind of just came to me just now. We absolutely need the glorious gospel, the gospel. The gospel is always good news, and the gospel is uh, Genesis her revelations. I know a lot of people say the Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And my precious, glorious, just wonderful mom, you know, she even spoke to me about um, the uh, Gospels being Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I know a lot of us teachers and ministers and pastors and those of us that are, you know, positions in, 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 excuse me, in the word and in God, we even speak that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are Gospels. However, listening audience and saints, the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation is the gospel. Glory to God. I pray your morning is going well. I thank you for tuning in today. I pray you had a wonderful uh, sleep last night, a sweet sleep upon last night. My husband, Mr. Wilson, was telling me that it rained like all morning. And when Sister Danielle sleeps, Sister Danielle sleeps. Oh, my gosh. I love sleep listening, audience. That is the best thing a person can get because I found out, I heard here again some more good news, that when we sleep, our body regenerates itself and rejuvenates itself through sleep. You know, the, the protons and the and neons and all that great stuff in our system that our Heavenly Father created us, they, like, regenerate themselves and renew themselves. This is a word for somebody. For those of you or someone out there that is not getting good sleep, for whatever your reason is, I'm not, this is not my point. My point is not because of anything that you're doing or not doing. My point is sleep is an absolute necessity for us to have to regenerate, revigorate, you know, and just wake up in the morning fresh and ready to go for the new day, for this is the day that the Lord has made. We will. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. But, you know, I'm just like saying there's no way possibly that we can rejoice and be glad in it if you don't get a good night's sleep. You have to get a good night's sleep. It is imperative for our health. Thank you, Jesus. And God, you know, listen, it just came to me. God created six days. And on the seventh day, God rested. R-E-S-T. So we know if God, the Almighty, the all-creator of heaven and earth, if he rested, saints, listening audience, we absolutely must get our rest. And my husband, Mr. Wilson, was sharing. And it, it rained like all night and all morning. And I tell you, if I'm sleep today, oh, my gosh, it was really good. But there again, like I said, I love my sleep. Even my children, when I raised my children, I would have them go to sleep like 9 o'clock. And they were prone for night. When 9 o'clock came, they were out. And I thank God for that. And even, and they just got good sleep. And they would wake up in the morning refreshed and ready to go and just beautiful, handsome, uh, smart And I thank God for my children, smart, handsome, beautiful kids, through getting good sleep, through getting rest. Hallelujah. So this is a word for someone, for you sisters and brothers out there that I know you guys, me and you all have a lot on you. Um, However, God will put no more on you than you can bear. And with the temptation, he will make a way of escape. So for you men, God has revealed to me that men, you all have, you know, quite a bit to carry on you, quite a bit on your shoulders, being uh, head of the household, husbands, business owners, you know, things of that nature. There, but God said that he will make a way to escape some of that pressure that you're under um, from not resting. Therefore, what you need to do Men of God, brethren, is to pray and ask God to give you the way to escape, to make the way, you know, and, and, and to pray and talk to God and ask God, Lord, I know you have a way for me to escape this. You told me that you put no more on me than I can bear. So, God, I know I can absolutely bear it. But with this temptation, Lord, you said that you will make a way for me to escape it glory to God. Therefore, men and women, for those of us to have daily lives and duties and routines that we go through every day in our life, glory to God. The temptation sometimes will get heavy upon us, and God knows that. That's why he put that scripture in the word of God for us, that he will make a way of escape. So all we have to do is to pray for the escape. Pray for God to make the way to escape, glory to God, out of the temptation, you know i was praying before i came on on a, on the show and i asked god there's a scripture that says our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name god thy kingdom come thy will be done on heaven in heaven as it is uh, on earth as it is in heaven god give us this day our daily bread forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors lord lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Therefore, there is a prayer that even says, God, that there's temptation and that God will deliver us, hallelujah, from evil. It says, lead us not, God, into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Excuse me. Therefore, for those of you that are being tempted and anybody that's serving Christ, anyone that has a position in God and doing the will of God and doing what God is calling them to do, we will be tempted in all points. Glory to God. But our prayer has got to be what Jesus' prayer, what Jesus' what the word says, that he was tempted in all points, yet without sin. And that's the place, saints, that we have to get ourselves to. We're going to be tempted when we're doing the will of God and the work for the Lord. However, we want to be tempted yet with no sin. We don't want any sin dwelling in our members uh, or in our life. And sin consists of a lot of different things. It's not just uh, seeing sin, like S-E-E-I-N-G, a sin that you can see. But sin sometimes (gasps) are words. Not good. Sin is sometimes thoughts. Um, You know, so, therefore, um, we have to be, and we will be tempted in all points, but we want to come out as pure, pure gold, like Jesus says, yet without sin, and we can absolutely do that when we walk in the spirit and not in the flesh, glory to God. For those that walk in the spirit, hallelujah, are not condemned, but it's those that walk in the flesh is where the condemnation comes. Um, okay, today we're going to talk about endurance as well as possibly what happens to you when you don't follow instruction. We know that the Word of God is a book of instructions that will lead and guide us into all truth, that will um, end us up in the best place that God has for us. The Bible is a compass for us to navigate our way through life and to be successful in all that God has called and created for us to be. Um, My first teaching will be on endurance. And then if we have enough time, I'm going to share with you what happens to us. I'm talking to myself too when we don't follow instructions and the instructions that I'm speaking of is the word of God and are godly women and godly men. Okay. Following their instructions when they follow Christ. Before I do that, um, I'm going to play a song. Then I'll come back. We'll go into prayer, get into prayer and then I'll read you off the guest call in list and um we'll get into the words. Okay. Uh let's see here. Okay, what do we want to see? Uh there's a song and I'm not sure if I have it in my uh list of songs. It's uh what is her name? Mm, let me see. Uh let me okay. That's not good. <laughs> um, let's let's listen to Heaven by Mary Mary. I'll be right back. This is the good news of the glorious gospel. Be right back. Again, glory to God Hallelujah, thank you Jesus That's for those of us That are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost Water baptized Thank you Jesus And for those of you that are not I admonish you to get in a word preaching A word teaching church Glory to God That believes in the Holy Ghost The baptism And speaking in tongues Thank you, Jesus, that you may live again. Jesus said, when "He comes back. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle." Thank you, Jesus, and that He's going, He's coming back um, for His Spirit. Hallelujah! Therefore, for those of you that do not have the Spirit of the Lord, I admonish you. Uh, I urge you. You know, there to get in a, a word teaching church that's preaching the Word of God. Um, not, their, not their understanding, you know, uh, and experiences are good because it's first natural and then spiritual. Uh, therefore, if they're cor- correlating or giving you or expounding and giving you an understanding from a natural experience and then bringing it, following it with the infallible word of God, that's okay. But for those of you that are not saved, I am sharing with you to get in a Bible preaching, Bible teaching church, the whole church, the whole word, I apologize, the whole word, you know, not just some of it, not just the part that says, um, um, love your brethren, you know, as, or love your neighbor as you love yourself, but they don't teach on paying tithes. That's era. Because the Bible clearly says in Malachi that we have to pay our tithes, that the storehouse, which is God's house, you know, not go lacking, hallelujah. How would you love to go or like to go to the church that you go to and there's no light? And you're sitting in, like, this is Texas, okay? Texas gets up to um, 90 degrees with high humidity, Just the weather itself is hot, and you're sitting in a church with no air because there's no electricity because you weren't taught or you don't pay your tithes. That's what the the tithes are for. The tithes are to increase the kingdom of God, not for, I know a lot of people have been taught. You know, don't don't give your tithes to the church because you're giving them to the man of God or the woman of God. That's not true. That's error. Don't let the blind lead you like that. That is not the word of God. Get in the word of God, not in what man says. Malachi clearly states that when we pay our tithes, thank you, Jesus, you know, how it increases the kingdom of God. Let me go to that real quick. Hang on. Let me find that scripture for you. Um, because I I have to be uh, paying your tithes, um, be in the word of God and not in uh, King James Version, Version, not in Sister Danielle, okay? It absolutely must be the word of God. Uh, let's see, Malachi, okay. <clears throat> the scripture is Malachi 3 and 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And meat is not just food, okay? Meat is electricity, gas is whatever meets the need. At that time, meat was meeting the need of food, natural food. But meat is M-E-A-T, not M-E-E-T. Meat is meeting a need. Electricity is meeting the need or a need for Christians and those that will soon be Christians that we not sit in a hot sweaty church. Okay, and and uh, God says that there may be meat in mine house, in the house of the Lord. And then He says, "Improve me now, herewith," saith the Lord of hosts. See, this is not man saying it. This is the Lord. This is God saying it. If I will not open to you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it, God said, "Try me." He said, "Try me if I won't open the windows of heaven for you, and pour you out a blessing that we won't have room enough to to uh, room enough to receive." Okay that there shall not be room enough to receive it. We won't have enough room to even receive the blessings that God will be be bestowing and blessing and pouring on us by paying our tithes. This is Malachi 3 and 10. I'm going to say it again. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. There's another scripture in the Old Testament that speaks about all and any increase, that you pay 10% on the increase. Okay, so if you have like a side job or, you know, you get blessed or something like that, that's what that scripture is speaking on, all the increase, not just the times on your weekly check, your biweekly check, your monthly check, not just that one, but anything that you get an increase in within finances, we are to pay a 10% on it. And then the word says that there be meat in mine house. That so there be gas, okay. For those of us that like to prepare meals after service for our uh, congregation and our guests, I uh, like to prepare meals to serve, uh, uh, to to uh, serve, and then to do a fundraiser for. And then God says, um, He says, then prove me now herewith, said the Lord of Hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Oh, my gosh. God is going to bless those of us that are tie payers with blessings that are so surmountable and so huge that we're not even going to have room to receive them. Hallelujah. So we must partake of the whole gospel, not just the one that says, uh, you know, that we love our neighbor as we love ourselves, but that word as well. From Genesis to Revelations, glory to God. And I just thank God for the word of God. The call-in number is 646-649-1068. Excuse me. Six four six six four nine one zero six eight. 646-649-1068. For those of you that have a prayer request, uh, you have a song that you'd like to share, uh, you have a testimony that you like to give, you have a scripture in the word of God that you really, really love, that really speaks to you, call in and share it with us and let us hear, well, God, what good things God has done on your behalf. Even if there's prayer that you're needing, you know, we always need prayer. Always, and the Bible speaks about how the prayers of the righteous availeth much, glory to God. And I'm admonishing and requesting the prayers of the righteous in the name of Jesus for Sister Danielle. You know, titles, um, titles, God gave me a, a a revelation understanding, revelation knowledge. Do not let your titles become your idols. Therefore, first lady, evangelist, teacher, preacher, you know, all of those titles that, uh, you know, that man and kind of, and then the Bible speaks about the fivefold ministries, I got that. But if you have a title, like, over your head, and you not, like, got boots on the ground and doing the work, the title is just an idol. And I refuse to allow that to happen in Sister Danielle's life. Um, therefore, if you hear me refer to myself as Sister Danielle, that's absolutely okay. If you hear me sometimes refer to myself as First Lady Wilson, um, there again, that is the will and the purpose of God and not Danielle. This is one thing that God will do. He will put people in places and positions those of us that do not seek a place or a position. I didn't seek to be a first lady or to have the title of first lady. I never sought to have the position or the title of a teacher, which is part of the fivefold ministry. I never sought or prayed to be an evangelist, which I am and have been. I never sought to be a pastor, which God spoke to me a few years ago. I didn't seek those positions. I didn't seek those titles. All I sought was the word of God, knowing God and living for God and uh, receiving his joy and his love and his kindness and his care and loving the gospel, the word, uh, the music, the gospel music. I never sought a title or a position. As a matter of fact, I would do just the opposite. When I first got saved and I was singing in the choir, I would pray. And I know this sounds really, really strange and probably way to the left, but I would pray. God just put me under the pew, Lord. In other words, not wanting to be seen <clears throat> of man. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want that. That's not something I desired. And I know because of that, God has and is bringing me to the forefront. So it is for me. So it shall be for those of you that seek the face of the Lord. Seek God's face, hallelujah, and not position and not title. Seek God's plan for your life. And he'll put the title and the position, he'll add that to you when you seek his plan. Thank you, Jesus. There's a scripture that says, seek the kingdom of God and God's righteousness and all of those things that you desire He will add them to you. Thank you, Jesus. And that's what he's done. That's what he will do. And that's what he'll continue to do. For those of us that are seeking God's plan, God's purpose, thank you, Jesus. God's will for our life, he will absolutely put you in a place, give you a title that no man can take away, uh, that nothing can, can thwart, T h a w T H A W R T, uh, bring down, destroy. There's nothing and no one that can do that. When God is in it, when God has set you up, no man can bring you down. Okay. Let's um, learn about endurance according to the word of God. We all need endurance. We all need, and I'm going to slow down. I, I feel it. <clears throat> Those of you that can pray and get a prayer through, I'm requesting your prayers as I pray for myself, kind of calm down and let the word of God do what the word of God does, which is cleanse, deliver, make new and change with the authority and the power that God has given me. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, endurance, Hebrews 10 and 36, the New International Version says that when at You need to preserve, I'm sorry, hold on. Let me calm down. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you you will receive what he has promised. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And I was just uh, speaking about the plan of God, uh, the will of God for our lives. Thank you, Jesus. And not having titles putting boots on the ground and actually doing what God is telling us to do. So when we need to persevere faith, so that when we have done the will of God, we will receive what he has promised us, not just because of a title, you know, uh, but actually doing the work. New living translation says patient endurance is what we need now so that we will continue to do God's will, then we will receive all that he has promised. I'm going to say that again. Patient endurance is what we need now, so that we will continue to do God's will. Then we will receive all that he has promised. This is the King James Version of Hebrews 10 and 36. For we have need of patience that after we have done the will of God, we might receive the promise. Amen. Or the plan of God, Uh, the patience that we need. And patience, excuse me, is a calm endurance as we go through what we go through. Thank you, Jesus. And we know that patience bringeth forth. Let me bring up what patience brings forth. In our life, when we patiently in, uh, wait, excuse me, we need patience that after we've done the will of God. So after we've done the will of God and we walk in patience, and this is what patience does. And I want to, I don't want to like off the top of my head. um sprout out things, but I want them to be decent and in order. James 1 and 4, but let patience have her perfect work that we may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Okay. And then to share with us what patience will bring us. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um it says, well, let me just read this. This is really good. This, there again, talks about endurance. James 1. James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. To the 12 tribes, which are scattered abroad, he says, greeting. My brethren. And when the word speaks about brethren, it's talking about mankind. Not just men, but women as well. James tells us to count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of our faith is going to work patience, James tells us. But let patience have her perfect work, that we may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And I'm reminded the word her. I heard someone speak about uh, this particular scripture with the word her and how her is a female term and how females, how we birth and bring forth. So her being coupled with patience means that it's going to bring forth some things in our life, absolutely all the time, good things, okay? We're talking about the good news of the glorious gospel, okay? Um, Let's see here. Where is the word? Let's Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Patience brings forth, let's see if I can find it, temperance, but I don't want to talk off the top of my head. Bear with me. Uh, listening audience. I do appreciate you so much for tuning in. For those of you that are listening now, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, and will listen um, in the days and weeks and months to come. God bless you. Um, let's see. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. I believe it's like Romans 5 and 4. Uh, so James talks about the patience that we need, and then Romans comes back and says what the patience does for us. And patience, King James Version says, and patience brings experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because our hope is in God. Our hope is not in man. Our hope is not in circumstances. Our hope is not you know, in our jobs or in our money, you know, not in our bank account. Our hope is in God. And there's a scripture that speaks about hope. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. See, that's what I was sharing earlier about seeking God, his plan and his purpose for our lives. All the time, his hand. Not all the time what he can provide for us, but what his plan is for us. When we seek the plan of God, we'll understand, you know, why we're going through what we're going through. We'll understand why things are coming our way. You know, why God has allowed the things to come our way. Because in essence, listening audience and saints of God, everything that happens to us is the will and purpose of God. In Christ Jesus concerning us, the Bible tells us about, uh, how's the scripture go, that we be not amazed because of these things that are going on. I'm paraphrasing uh, because God has allowed these things to happen in our life. Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, that's why we seek God's face and not his hand all the time. We seek his face that he may... um, Provide and show us what his plan is and why we're going through what we're going through. Okay. Um, Hebrews 10 and 36 talks to us about endurance. And it says that we have need of patience. And then James tells us to let patience have her perfect work, that we be entire wanting nothing, listening audience. We'll want nothing when we have patience. And patience is that calm endurance. We won't have a need to hurry up. We won't have a need to hurry up and get money, you know, to hurry up and add, like nothing that God hasn't added for us. We won't have a need of anything when we have patience because we're having a calm endurance in the midst of whatever we're going through. And then Romans 5 and 4, I've got a little bit of a distraction listening audience, and I I ask you all to pray with me in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. As I deliver this message today on this Teaching Tuesday, October the 10th, um, right now, um, I bind distraction in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it. In God's name, in the name of Jesus, it does not belong to me. God, I thank you for clarity of heart and clarity of mind, God. I thank you, Lord, that I'll be able to deliver this message, Father God, with clarity, revelation, knowledge, standing, and deutemous power, God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. So Romans 5 and 4 says, and patience will bring experience, and experience will bring hope. And hope is not going to make us shame because we're going to hope in the Lord. Um, I see Holman Christian Standard Bible, which is another version, and it's pretty good. It says endurance produces proven character. Oh, my gosh. And that's what the lesson is on today, endurance. Isn't God awesome? This is the Holman Christian Standard Bible. It tells us that endurance is going to produce Proven character, my God, and proven character is going to produce hope, and our hope will be in God. Thank you, Jesus, and that's what we want. We want a proven character. I was sharing with God just the other day. I said, Lord, I don't want to act like, I don't want to be one that acts like something. I said, God, I want to be who God has created and desired and planned for me to be. I want to be. I don't want to act like. That's not God. we don't have to act like anything in God because God already knows who we are, what we are, what we have and what we don't have. God already knows. We don't have to act like anything. Those of you that will become Christians, we don't we do not we do not act when we are a saint. We become Christ-like, okay? Um, And do you know, of course, after I prayed that prayer, here comes all hell breaking loose in my life when I prayed the prayer of asking God that I want to be, you know, like Christ. I want to be as Christ. I want to be what God has created me to be. I want to be wealthy. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy i don't want to act like any of that i don't have to act like that in god Saints, we don't have to act like that we can actually go to god and ask god and petition god god i want to be glory to god and i see here romans five and four in this particular study of Holman christian standard bible it says endurance which is what we're talking about Hebrews 10 and 36 is going to produce a proven character. It's going to produce a B, B B-E, and Sister Danielle's character in God. Okay, I need to calm down. I got some distraction. Listening audience, you guys be praying for me. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to get through this with the power, the anointing. The revelation, knowledge, glory to God, of God, not Sister Danielle. I prayed before I got on this show that it not be any of me, that it be God. I don't want Sister Danielle. Sister Danielle wants to decrease, and I want God to increase in my life. Um, I don't want any of me to be on this show. I want it to all be the word, the revelation, knowledge, the understanding, the care, the concern, the love of God, which is in God's word. Therefore, I need to slow down a little bit, so I bind that hurrying up spirit in the name of Jesus. I denounce it off of my life right now in Jesus' name. I rebuke it. It does not belong to me. I cast out a rush and a hurrying spirit in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Okay. Endurance. The fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. Thank you, Jesus. And that's what we have to do. Hebrews 10 and 36, it speaks about we have need to persevere that when we have done the will of God, we will receive what he has promised us. And persevere is another word for endurance. And endurance is the fact or power of enduring or persevering an unpleasant or difficult process, okay, our situation without giving way to it, without giving, giving ourselves over into it or becoming involved in it or allowing it to, be, uh, to become involved in us. We must persevere. After we've done the will of God, and we will receive what God has promised us. The word of God is so powerful. I thank God so much. Okay. Endurance is defined as the act of working very hard without stopping, without giving way to it, even in the face of difficult situations our and our pain, saints. That's what perseverance. That's what endurance is. It's defined by us, by an act, which is what we're doing, working very hard in the will and the plan of God without stopping. Saints were not to stop or give up in what God has given us. Even, even, even though we're facing difficult, hard, unpleasant situations, and we may be in pain in duress. um, Excuse me. We are not to give up. We are to persevere. And this is after we've done the will of God, saints. This is not before we've done the will. This is after we've done the work of God. We are to persevere. Don't stop. Keep working. Even in the face of difficulties, unpleasantness, and when we are in pain. Glory to God. Why? Because the devil hates the work and the will of God. Why? Because we are changing people's lives. Glory to God. We are snatching souls out of the hands of the devil, out of the ways of the enemy, when we think, do the work and the will of God. Therefore, after We've done the will of God. We're not to stop, even when we face hard times, unpleasant times, things that we have never encountered ever before in our lives, uncharted waters. We are not to stop, glory to God, what God has given us after we've done it. We're to continue to persevere, continue to move forward, even when we're in pain, saints, I I got you on that. I understand. I've been saved since 1985, and I truly have come into and understand the pain of the process of going through the wit and the purpose of God. They're called growing pains. I was sharing this, (laughs) excuse me, with a professional the other day. He asked me, he said, so how is life treating you? I said, life is treating me well. (laughs) Life is treating me well. But I'm going through some uh, some pain, some growing pains, and you kind of look sideways. I was like, "Yeah, you know." And we all go through growing pains when God is taking us to the next level and higher heights and deeper depths. There's going to be some pain. Glory to God in growing. And what God is revealing unto me now is a baby being uh, nine months in their mother's womb, and they're growing. Glory to God um, from like uh, what I don't do trans- uh, Okay. I don't do trimesters. I do months. So, from uh, or days, I do from 30 days to 90 days or 120 days. The baby is growing, and the mother sometimes will feel those pains from that baby growing or feel that kick, you know, or, or feel that tug, glory to God, in that mother's uh, womb, in that mother's belly. And that's what happens to the saints. When God is growing us and taking us from um, to glory, we will suffer growing pains. Just know that the process is not for naught. It's not for no thing, but it's for us to help, glory to God, the people that God is and has brought into our life. It's for God to help us to become what God has preordained for us to be. It's for the saints to be the plan that God has um, preordained for us to uh, live in, the promises that God has promised us. Thank you, Jesus. So there's absolutely going to be some pain through the process. But no, saints of God, listening audience, this is even for those, you know, because I wasn't saved all the time. So I am not, not will not down someone that's not saved. This is even for those that are not saved, and you're going through growing pains, and God is changing you, and and you want to be changed, and you want to be the best that God has created you to be. So you've decided you're going to do some things different, and you are in uncharted waters. There may be a little pain to it, but just know that at the end of a trimester with a woman carrying a baby is nine months. Just know at the end of that pregnancy. At the end of what God is giving you uh, to deliver, when you deliver that healthy, strong, happy, beautiful baby, the joy that comes with that, the happiness um, that comes with that baby being delivered, and the baby for the saints is is a plan, it's a it's a, a promise, it's a mission, it's a destiny. It's a place in God that God has has promised or planned for us. And so, therefore, we will go through the process of pain, of uh, being delivered and uh, coming into the newness of Christ and to the things that God has given for us to do. We will absolutely sometimes experience pain through the difficult situations, but we must endure, saints. We must continue moving forward in the things that God has given us to do, and this scripture says after we've done the will of God. Thank you, Jesus. This is not before we've done the will. This is not when we've done the will. This is after we've done the will of God. Thank you, Jesus. We need to persevere. So that when we have done the will of God, we're going to receive what God has promised. So this scripture, the revelation knowledge that I'm getting on this scripture, lets me know that after we've done the will of God, (laughs) that we will receive his promise, but we have to persevere. So that lets me know that things are going to come against us. Hallelujah. Persevere is endurance. And endurance is working very hard without stopping, even in the face of difficult situations or pain. Um, So perseverance and endurance, after we've done the will of God, there is going to be some difficulty, okay? There is going to be some unpleasantness and some pain. The enemy, let me just bring it all, just put it on the table, okay? Let me just put it on the table. The devil is going to come against the Christians. That's really what I was trying to get to, this whole... Let me see. I I guess I've been trying to get through this for the last two minutes, maybe. It's been a little bit too long, but I'm here. The devil, okay? Satan is going to come against the Christians after we have done. And even those of you that are not saved and you are striving, you know, to do better in God and, and make a change and things like that, know that after that, you're going to face some hard times and some pain, the saints. The enemy is going to come against us, but we must persevere. We must go through, continue working without stopping, okay? Continue what God is giving us to do, not to stop, but to persevere, to endure it. Endurance, glory to God, is defined as the act of working very hard, Without stopping, even in the face of difficult situations or pain, the fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process, our situation without giving way, endure. Some people mean, some, and, and what I'm getting, some people may say, endure means, oh, just go through it, oh, all bent down, and it's on your back, and you just enduring it. And, you know, no, it says keep working. Keep working. Keep doing what God has given you to do. Keep moving forward, even in the face of pain, difficulty. Glory to God. And unpleasantness, uncharted waters. Keep moving. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Glory to God. Not all bent over. Glory to God. Not just enduring it and you're not doing anything. That's not what the word, that's not what endurance means. Endurance means the act or the process of working without stopping, even though we face difficulties, unpleasantness. Lord have mercy, and our pain. We keep on moving, saints. You keep on doing what God has given us to do. For so God, Jesus said he'll never leave us, nor forsake us, but he will be with us even to the ends of the world. Hallelujah. Colossians, okay, and the synonym of endurance, toleration, sufferance, forbearance, patience, acceptance, okay? So after we've done the will of God, we are going to persevere. We're going to keep on moving. We're going to accept the fact, okay, there's going to be trouble after we've done the will of God, but we're going to persevere. We're going to keep on moving. We're going to keep on doing what God has called for us to do. For when we do what God has called us to do, he is with us. Jesus said he'll never leave us nor forsake us, but he'll be with us to the ends of the world. The Old Testament says that when God has spoken a word into our life, it shall not Return to him void, but it shall accomplish, will shall accomplish that that it's been sent out to do. So when God sends a word into our life, saints, for us to do, know that God is with his word and it will accomplish what it has been sent out to do. So we are not out there, saints, by ourselves. As long as you're in the will of God and doing what God has called you to do, he is with you. He has shared it out. Okay. He shared with me, be not dismayed and be not afraid. He told me he was with me. It's in the Old Testament. I don't know exactly where the word is. Let me see if I can find it. Because this is a word not just for me, but this is a word for someone as well. Be not dismayed and dismayed at their faces means, you know, don't be, like, all uh, messed up. I'm about to use that word. You know, I am sharing with someone I'm a 2017 First Lady. I am not a 1950. I am not a 1960. I am not a 1970 First Lady. I am a 2017 First Lady, which absolutely means that I can go to the highest height, the White House, and sit with Donald Trump Trump, and be absolutely accepted. Or I can get with a 13-year-old, beautiful young girl, and minister to her on her level, and hang out with her, and still be holy, and still be godly. I am a 2017 First Lady. Be not dismayed. And then, let's see, be not afraid. Okay, A-F-R-A, I think that's how you spell afraid. Okay, King James Version. God bless you, listening audience. God bless you, saints. I pray that, um, that I'm saying something, ministering to you that um, is blessing you and increasing you and changing you. For that's what God has called me for. God has called me to change the lives of people. Glory to God. It is not just for Sister Danielle Wilson. It is not just for us four and no more. But God has called me to change the lives, L-I-V-E-S, of the people. Glory to God. And the people are everywhere. The people is not just us four and no more. The people are those at Shell Filling Station, at the Walmart, at Costco, glory to God, wheresoever my feet tread, I pray and I've asked God that God give it to me in Jesus' name. Okay, Isaiah 41 and 10. I love the King James Version. Fear thou not. This is God talking through Isaiah. And we know Isaiah is or was a prophet. prophet. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. This is the word God gave me. Be not dismayed, God said, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. God said, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. God took me to this word a couple of days ago, and I tell you, if I wasn't blessed of the Lord and highly favored, glory to God, we are not to be afraid. When God has spoken a word into our lives, whatever that word may be, know, K-N-O-W, that God is with his word, for he cannot deny his word. He's not like man. He's not going to lie. If God said it, shall he not do it? Thank you, Jesus. What we have to do, saints, is to persevere. Keep working. Keep on going forward. Keep moving in the things of God that God has given you to do. Glory to God. You know, my, one of my prayers is, and that's a prayer that Jesus prayed. I thank God for the word of God. He is just so awesome. Jesus said, God, all that you have given me, none have I lost. And when God took that word to me in my studies and when I read that word, it became life. It became life into my soul, my spirit, my heart, and my mind. I spoke. I said, Lord, all that you have given me, Lord, none shall I lose, God. I will not lose a one, all that you have given me. That's the word of God. The word is yea, yea, and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 41 and 10. Therefore, saints, we must persevere. We must keep working. We must endure. And endure is not just letting it beat you down. That is not endurance. Endurance is working hard without stopping, even when we face difficult situations and our pain. It's accepting it, okay? The um the endurance, accepting the difficulty and the pain. But we're gonna we're working, okay? We're not just stopping, we're not just tolerating it. Okay. We're working through it. We're we're working. Thanks. We are not just tolerating it. We are doing what we need to do to make a change. Glory to God. To make it happen. The things that God has given us and other things that you want. Hallelujah. The Bible says you need to persevere so that so that we have done, so that when we have done the will of God and God's will for his people are good things. Jeremiah 29 and 11. He said, he told, that's the scripture God gave me. He's so loving. God is so loving and so kind. For those of you that know God and know the will of God and the ways of God and, and the love and the care of God continue in God. I know it gets hard. I know. I K N O W. I understand the difficulties in God. And I also understand the love and the pleasantness and the care and the long suffering of God. God is He's He's just He's all-encompassed. He said, I am that I am. I am whatever you need. Glory to God. That's what God is. He says, um, after, we, after we've done, so you have done the will of God. And the will of God is for us to be blessed. Um, God doesn't curse his people. That is not God. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. He said, thoughts of good and not thoughts of evil. To give us an expected end. An expected end is a blessed end. We know that when God speaks, his end is a blessed end. One of the scriptures speak about us coming through as pure gold. Okay. we, We need to persevere so that when we've done the will of God, we will receive what he has promised. And we know God's promises are yay, yay, and amen. Somebody call in, 646-649-1068, and share with us the promises that God has given you. Share with us what you know about the promises that are in the word of God. 646-649-1068. Call in and share with us some of the promises of God that God has given you. Glory to God. Some of the promises that you've seen in the word of God. Hallelujah. I tell you, he's such a good God. He sits on, you know, he sits up high and looks down low. God reigns from above. Isn't that wonderful? I am so glad God is so higher than I, and so higher, you know, than mankind. That God reigns from above. That God don't reign down here where we are. Glory to God! And even the hot, you know, one of the the best ministers. That, you know, mankind says uh, the most profound minister, the the, the well-known, uh, renowned minister um, in God, that God don't even reign on that level. God reigns on high. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, my God. I am grateful. I thank God that he reigns on high. I'm glad God is not like man. I'm glad God don't reign, you know, down here in this earthly realm or even the, there again, the most profound, prolific pastor, minister uh, of God, of the word of God. God is higher than that. Saints, listening audience, that is powerful. That is, that's anointed. That is, that's anointing right there for God. Lord have mercy Jesus. Okay, I'm a, I'm a kind of... Uh, Woo. That's powerful I am so grateful to God that he saved me Years ago he brought me out of darkness And into his marvelous light And he didn't have to do it But he did I had a praying sister I have a praying sister I had a praying mother And she, my sister just prayed me right on in to holiness And I thank God for it I've given my testimony before I'm going to share it again I was on my way from a, uh, from a party From a club in the state that I was brought up in, and I was coming up uh, the street, up the hill, and up in the sky was a gigantic cross, and it was just hanging, it was illuminated, and I was blinking my eyes, you know, looking through the windshield, the front of the window, I was just blinking, I was looking, I mean, it was enormous, saints and listening audience, and it was just illuminated, just hanging up there, and just like it appeared, it disappeared, and, you know, I didn't think no more of it because I was not trying to be saved. I was not trying to live for God. Not. I'm not saying anything against it. I'm saying way back then when I wasn't saved, I sure do wish that I, you know, got in God prior to when I did. But God knows all things. Excuse me, I'm going to get me a sip of water. My throat just a little dry. <laughs> One thing about being saved, you know, um, serving God or anything. Before my mom and sister moved to the state that they moved to, um, being more saved, and that, if that's the thing, if that's the word, but serving God in the new state that they lived in, I lived with them being saved. And at that time, you know, truly, I was a sinner. Oh, all I do is go to church with them long dresses on and them dull colors. Man. I ain't been, no, I didn't know. You know, I was a sinner, young girl. I don't want to be saved down don't I'm going to go to church. And that's what people are saying right now. The same thing. This was back in the, what, 70s, like 79 or something. And, you know, so I absolutely was not desiring to be saved because all I saw them do was go to church all the time. That was it. You know, to me it was dull. Okay. So then I see this cross. Now, by then, my sister and my mom had moved out of state. And in the state where they serve now, serving God, and my mother has gone on home to glory. Um, God gave me a dream. I was asleep. It was Jesus. And he had his arms motioned out to me. I didn't see his face. His face was a white glow. It was a globe, um, just like the cross. It was the same illumination that was on the cross <clears throat> was on his face. I didn't see his face. Um had a long road, and he had his hands out to me. And he motioned to me to come in his hands. And I kind of tilted my head. Now, I'm I'm listening, audience. I am asleep. God deals with me in visions and dreams. I was asleep, and I tilted my head to the side and looked, and I shook my head. No. Mind you, like I said at that time, I was not desiring nothing to be saved at all. He motioned again for me to come into his arms, the long-suffering the mercy, the kindness, the love of Jesus Christ. He didn't give up on me. He didn't shake his hand, no, or his, or, you know, I didn't see his, his face. He didn't turn his back on me. God, God, I thank you. He didn't shake his hand and wave his hand away and say, oh, well, you don't want it, fine. I'm going home. He didn't do that. He motioned a second time for me to come into his arms. And when I walked into the arms of Jesus in this vision, the peace, my God, that I felt. I was asleep, but the peace that I felt And the arms of Jesus was surmountable. It was outstanding. It was nothing that I had ever experienced before in my life. God is a good God. He's a merciful and a kind and a long-suffering God. He could have shook his hands and turned away and just left, just like he appeared in the vision. You know, but he didn't. He motioned a second time, lovingly, caringly, patiently and calmly, knowing what he had for me. And I walked into his arms, and the peace that I received, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. That was before I got saved in 85. So prior to 85, it's 2017. I can still see it. I can still visualize it. I can still articulate it where I'm sure those of you that are listening can also see the vision that God had, and has for me. Charlie, after that, had a patio salesman in an apartment. I'm thinking that I'm going to go visit my sister, but listen, I'm having a patio sale. This is the awesomeness of God. This is how powerful God is. He held my mind just long enough to think that I'm having a patio sale and not that I am, like, totally relocating and moving to the state and, you know, with my sister, who is saved, okay, saved through the Holy Ghost, and my mother, the same two people. Now, I wasn't saved at that time the same two people that back in the day, I was like, "Oh shoot, I'm going to be saved. All y'all do is, you know, go to church and don't do, you know, you don't do anything, just go to church at all. Uh, But God held on to my thought life and had me thinking that I'm just going to go visit. Now, while I'm thinking I'm going to go visit, I'm having a patio sale listening audience and selling all of my furniture, all of my belongings. I tell you, God is a bad God. He Oh, Jesus Christ. He's awesome. Okay. Drive with me and my children to the state. Excuse me. Uh, move in with my sister because, of course, you know, I didn't have a place and everything. Just moved to a new state, everything. Saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Just wonderful, wonderful. For those of you that are not saved and not filled with the Holy Ghost and do not know the love of God, I absolutely admonish you, run to the altar. Don't walk. Run to the altar and ask God for forgiveness and that he save you and fill you with the Holy Ghost. This life that I'm living now is so far better than the life that I lived prior to being saved so far better. And I thought I was living a you know pretty good life out there in the world. Glory to God. Mm-mm. There's nothing like being saved. The love, the world does not know how to love like God loves. The world does not know how to love and care for people like God's people and like God does. If you want to be loved and cared for and changed and delivered, um, if you want, let's see, what was it that I didn't have before I got saved? I have joy. If you want joy and peace, excuse me, it is absolutely in being saved again and born again. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to have trials and tribulations because we're in this world, saints, but we're not of this world. So by us being in this world, you know, there will be things that will come against us like they do, you know, the people that are not saved. But the difference between the two is we have someone we can go to. That's Jesus Christ the righteous who sits on the right hand of God, ever interceding on our behalf. I have somebody I can go to and talk to and share with. You know, about what's going on and what I don't like and what I want God to change and, you know, things of that nature. And there again, Jeremiah 29 and 11, God shared with me that he had his thoughts toward me are thoughts of good and not of evil to give me an expected end. But it's a process. I understand that. Thank you, Jesus. Going through the process of uh, uh, glory to glory and um, uh, higher heights and deeper depths. What we are going to do and what I'm going to do, saints, is endure. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to be. Hebrews 10 and 36, and yes, I know the enemy is listening for he is the prince and the power of the air. I got that, but God has given me power over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall harm me. The scripture tells us that we overcome by the words of our testimony and the blood of the lamb. Listening audience, saints of God, do not allow the devil to shut you up because he's the prince in the palatial of the air. So you're afraid to speak out into the atmosphere to change the atmosphere because you're afraid. God didn't give us thanks, the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You cannot be afraid to speak what thus saith the Lord and what God gives you to say to put out in the atmosphere to change the atmosphere. The devil is a liar. That is one of his tactics, is fear. Therefore, the blood of Jesus, I rebuke a spirit of fear from me. I cast it out. It does not belong to me. If you ever feel the spirit of fear saying, that's not from God, that's from the enemy because God has not given his people the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So when that spirit of fear tries to, uh, uh, Take a hold to you, rebuke it, cast it out, and keep on going with what God is giving you to do. Thank you, Jesus. Because God is looking for agents of change. He's looking for the saints to change the atmosphere that you're in, to change the, um, the neighborhood, glory to God, the people that God has brought into your life to make a miraculous, wonderful change through Jesus Christ. It is not in us. And that's something, thank you, Jesus, that God has helped me with. Because whenever I put my hands on anything, my thing is I own it. I take ownership of it. Um, I want things done good and, you know, well and and um, excellent. So I take ownership of it. However, I was reading Joyce Meyer's book, Excuse me, Battlefield of the Mind. And in her book, one of the chapters stated that Savior of the World has already been taken. That position of saving the world had already been taken. And then she named the person who holds that title, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Therefore, when I read it, it just I mean, the light bulb just went off, you know, uh, my soul was just illuminated with those words that she said, Danielle, you are not the savior of the world. It is Jesus Christ that saves the world. Therefore, I am not called to everybody and everybody is not called to me. But for those that are called to me, I absolutely take ownership, okay? Then I went to church and the pastor said, okay. You're just, you're a steward, not just, as in, you know, not important. That's not true. Uh, I'm a steward over what God has given me. And my prayer is that I I continue and that I be a good steward over the things that God has put me in charge of, that I not hold so tight. Saints, this is a word for someone else, as it is for me that I not hold on so tight to the things that God has brought to me, for they're just on loan. Thanks. They're just on loan to us from God to allow God to use us to change them, to bring them to God, um, to help to, to aid God, not that God needs any help. However, he does use men and women to do what needs to be done. Um, to save and cleanse and deliver his people. We are called, saints, to reconcile men unto God. But I am not to hold on <laughs> tight like a vice grip. Um, thank you, Jesus. I'm just distorted. And I thank God <clears throat> that he's called me worthy. Places over his products and his service. Oh, God is such a good God. Um, excuse me. Let's go into what happens to us When we don't follow instructions And instructions are the instructions Of the word of God Proverbs 13 and 18 Poverty and shame Shall be to him that refuseth instruction But he that regardeth reproof Shall be honored That's the King James Version all right, saints. So if you're being reproved for something that you did, did not do, something that you said or did not say, and you or say something that you said or did not say, and you regard the reproof, we're going to be honored. If you look around and you say, "Okay, God, I know this is you. I know you that you're doing this." Excuse me. Because of what I did, what I said, what I didn't do, what I didn't say. When we regard his reproof, God is going to honor us. We're going to be honored. He's going to forgive us and take us higher, higher heights and deeper depths. That's Proverbs 13 and 18, the King James Version. This is the NIV Version, New International Version. Whosoever disregards discipline comes to poverty and shame, But whoever heeds correction is honored. Thank you, Jesus. We want to be part B of this scripture, okay? We are. We heed to correction. We take heed to it. We say, all right, God, I see you. I know this is you, Lord, and I'm taking heed to it. I'm taking notice of it. I'm going to make a change, God. I repent. I take that dust off of me, Lord, and I move on. Thank you, Jesus. Satan, the blood is against you. I reduce distraction and division right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord, for unity, God. Thank you for power, honor, and understanding. And God, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, saints, when we heed correction, because correction, the Bible says, is a way of life, okay? But we don't want to get corrected because it's something that we've done all the time. And when we do, we just take heed to it. And God is going to honor and forgive us. He is a loving, a kind, and a forgiving God. He showed me that in the vision on how when I tilted my head and I shook it, no. And he motioned me a second time to come into his loving, caring, peaceful, kind, long-suffering, patient arms and the peace that he has for me. That's the long-suffering and the care and the love of God. He'll honor us when we heed to correction. The NL translation, NLT, New Living Translation, is, so we have a choice, okay? If you ignore criticism, you will end up in poverty and disgrace. If you accept correction, you will be honored, okay? So we have a choice in the New Living Translation. It says that if we ignore criticism, people trying to share with you, you know, how to change and how to do something different and, you know, trying to help, especially the saints. We're helpers one to another. Excuse me. Iron, sharpening iron. That's why God is, you know, different levels and things of that nature. Uh, The Bible says that the the, uh, five-fold ministry is to help the body of Christ, that we all come into the unity of faith. Hallelujah. So if you're a part of the body of Christ and you're not allowing anybody to help you, how are you going to come into faith and believe in and trust in God? You cannot and will not be an island in God and expect to get anywhere. That's not how God does it. Glory to God. Even when in Jesus' day, he sent them out two by two. He didn't send them out, you know, one by one, one here, one there. No, he sent them out two by two. Because of the unity in God, no, Jesus knows that we're helpers one to another. We need each other. That's why if God has put you in a position or a place, we are to stand strong in the position and the place that God has put us in to grow, to increase, not just stand in that position, you know, like one of those guards over in England um, with the hats on and they don't move, they just stand still. No, we got to be about our father's business. Glory to God. Ever growing coming into the knowledge of the things of God. Okay, what happens to you when you don't follow instructions? Thanks, we are not like that. We are the second part. We regard reproof, and we're going to be honored by God, not by man. We're not looking for man to honor us. Man is fickle. They'll be with you at 12 o'clock, and at 1201, they'll be talking about you, but God There's an ever-loving, everlasting God that sits on high. He's above that. Thank God for that. Thank God that he sits up high. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But he's not sitting in the seat of scornful, but he's sitting on the throne. My God, he's on the throne of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And he's created the earth. And all that dwell within, God has created. Man has not done this thing. It is God that has created us and not we ourselves. Okay. Poverty is the state of being extremely, to a very great degree, poor. Saints, God's people are not poor people. He wants us to be wealthy. He said, I wish that you prosper even as your soul prospers. So that lets me know the part B of that scripture, our soul has to prosper. You know, we have to be in a place with God, reading God's word, studying God's word, praying, glory to God, in the Holy Ghost, understanding the mind of Christ. Thank you, Jesus, that we may be wealthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The word says, I wish that we would, God says, I wish that, that you would prosper even even as your soul prospers. So, like your soul prospers, that's how we're gonna prosper, saints. If your soul I'm not that'll be me saying that, so I'm not gonna do that. I hear that. That's Danielle. And like I said earlier, I want Danielle to decrease and God to increase in my life, that I may get what God has for me. Be in the place that God has for me, naturally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, um, Do the things that God has for me to do. So, Danielle, I want to decrease and have God increase in my life, in my soul, in my spirit, in this temple that the Holy Ghost dwells in. No longer I, but Christ that lives within me. Okay? Um, Shame, the scripture says, um, poverty and shame shall be to him. That refuses instruction. But we are of the latter part. But he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. Okay, so poverty is the state of being extremely poor. Shame is a painful feeling of humiliation. Our distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuses instruction saints of God, we do not refuse instruction. We hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say to the church. We don't refuse that instruction because it's not about us. It's about God and what what God wants to do in our lives. Therefore, we receive instruction, instruction. We receive reproof. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And, and it's not easy. I, I look, I'm not going to tell you that it's easy to receive reproof and um, being corrected and things like that. Some of that stuff, that some of that is shameful and embarrassing and humiliates. It, it doesn't humiliate because humiliation brings disgrace, dishonor, and discredit. And no time when God corrects us or um, reproves us does that bring um Disgrace, dishonor or discredit It always increases us Now it embarrass the flesh Okay uh, But God will talk to you And show you the things that he's not pleased with Prior to have to Embarrassing you in front of people So if God shows you something About yourself And he's reproving you about something You and God alone Just get with God and say Alright Lord that's me God cleanse me, deliver me, God. You know, save me, Lord. Forgive me, God. I forget. I I I, um, I repent, Lord. Forgive me, God. See, saints, we can only do that when we're not in ourselves, and when we're not trying to do things or get the glory for ourselves. If you're doing things that you're doing for God and not for your flesh, you can easily repent. And when God shows us something about ourselves, we can easily say, okay, God, that's me. Lord, I don't want to be like that. God, cleanse me, save me, renew me. Thank you, Jesus. God, take it away from me, God. In the name of Jesus, God, get it out of me, God. What do I have to do, God, to be saved, God? In the name of Jesus, Lord, wash me with hyssop, God, and I shall be clean. When you're wanting the ways and the will and the purpose and the plan that God has, you will do the things that God is requiring for us to do. And it is to regard reproof you know, to to heed to the correction. He won't have to discipline you in front of people in the church, glory to God, or out, you know, somewhere in public, because God does not disgrace his people. He's a gentleman. He's a loving and a kind God. However, if he's called you to a place and you're not heeding correction and he has not turned his back on you, He will absolutely do what he needs to do to get your attention. And we do not want that, Saint, because God is a loving and a kind and a caring God. He's a gentleman. So we want that gentle way of God. I want that way that God showed me, that Jesus showed me when he motioned me the second time and I walked into his arms and the peace that he gave me. That's the way that I want. That's the way that Danielle wants. I don't want the hard way. The Bible says that when you kick against the prick, it's hard when you're kicking against the prick. When you're kicking against what God is telling you to do, that's hard. Who wants a hard way? I don't want a hard way. You know, I'm not saying I don't want it to always be easy because it's not. When we're growing in God and doing the things that God has called for us to do, um, you know, sometimes it's going to be challenging. But greater is he. God has given us and equipped us everything equipped within us everything that we need to be and to do what God is calling for us to do. He has already equipped us with it or else he wouldn't have called us to do it because he's not a hard taskmaster. You know, he's not one that will cause us to make bricks bricks out of hay. You know, he's not like that. If he's called you or called us to a place in him, to a mission To a vision, he has already put what we need, saints, within us to make it happen. Excuse me. All we have to do is just stir up those gifts that are in us. Glory to God and get busy for God. Get on the battlefield for the Lord. Okay, there again, shame is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrongdoing are foolish behavior, poverty, and shame for him that refuses instruction. That is a foolish thing to do. It is a wrong thing to do when you're refusing the instruction from the word of God, from men and women of God, that is foolish, and your consciousness, it brings distress to your conscience, okay? Refusing indicates or shows, that one is not willing to do something. It indicates that one is not willing to accept or grant something offered or requested, turn away, or to say N-O to, to say no to. And I know someone right now within my sphere, sphere of uh, arena that says the N-O word all the time and absolutely is not regarding reproof and being honored. You cannot refuse the instructions that God is bringing you and expect to increase and become wealthy and rich. You cannot do it. It indicates that you are not willing to accept or grant something offered. If God is offering the word or a better way, and you use the N-O word, no, or you turn it down, poverty and shame will be unto to you. That's Proverbs 13 and 18. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Okay? Okay, instruction is a direction or order, detailed information telling how something should be done. What happens to you when you don't follow instruction? Poverty and shame. Shall be to him that refuses instruction. And instructions is direction or order, detailed information telling how something should be done. Okay? Regard it. But he that regarded reproof, regarded means consider or think of someone or something in a specific way. Consider, look, view it, consider it. Don't just use the N-O word. Don't just turn it away. But he that regard it, consider it, look at it. Ponder what's being seen. Rebuke, -rebuke, reprimand, or admonition, okay? Therefore, if you're regarding, if you're not viewing or looking at it, are considering it reproof that God or someone, a holy person from God, is bringing into your life. It could be a a rebuke or a reprimand, and we know that God does reprimand his people. We know that God will rebuke his people, glory to God, or an admonition. And an admonition, did I get that word? Because I usually look up words. Let me define admonition. Bear with me. I appreciate God so much. For this day, for this is the day that the Lord has made, <clears throat> excuse me, and we will rejoice and be glad in it in Jesus' name. I kind of have a, a slight understanding on admonition, but I don't want to give you, the you know, my understanding. Admonition is an act or action of admonishing authoritative counsel or warning, okay? It's an act admonishing or, or sharing with you authoritative counsel or warning. Okay, let me get another definition of admonition. Admonition. A uh, gentle or friendly reproof. Okay. Counsel or warning against fault or oversight. So an admonition and the Bible tells us to, uh, about admonition. I'm not going there. I know the word's there. It's a gentle or friendly reproof. So, admonition is not always, which is um, a part of, of uh, thank you, Jesus, reproof. It's not always hard. It's not always a rebuke. You know, it can be just a gen- gentle or friendly reproof. And reproof is rebuke, but it's gentle. Okay? And it's friendly on how to do something and, and, and counsel against a fault or an oversight. Okay. Therefore, when we regard the reproof, the gentle admonition, the gentle, friendly reproof, we're honored. And honored is regarded with great respect, esteem, respect, and admire. Okay? Um I did not go through my Matthew Henry commentary and bring out um, the spiritual um, defining of this scripture. I'll have it for you next week because this really is something that that we need. What happens to you when you don't? Excuse <clears> me. <throat> follow instructions. This is absolutely a good word for the saints and people in general. For us to know, you know, what happens to us when we don't follow instruction. And it's in the word. It's in Proverbs 13 and 18. It says, poverty and shame will be to him that refuses instruction. And him, there again, uh, listening audience, when the word says him, is talking mankind. That's man and or woman. Glory to God. When we refuse, but that's not us. Okay? The saints, we regard reproof. Because we know that reproof is a way of life according to the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mr. Wilson is kind of coming in and out of the studio. I think he's on his way out. Did you want to say anything to the listening audience, Mr. Wilson? Okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. He has shared with us, no, not today. Maybe next Teaching Tuesday he'll have something uh, for you all in the word of God to uh, minister to you. God say the same. Proverbs 6 and 23 says, for the commandment is a lamp and a Oof, let me slow down. And the law is light. And reproof of instruction are the way of life. That's what I was just saying. For the commandment is a lamp. Now, this is following instructions, okay? God's commandment is a lamp, and the law is a light. And reproof, saints, we know this, of instruction are the way of life, okay? Therefore, we will get reproof. Sometimes they're friendly and sometimes they're not. Instructions are the way of life, in uh, the way of life, and that's in the Bible. Now, God's Word translation is a different type of translation of Proverbs 6 and 23. Because the command is a lamp, the teachings are a light, and the warnings from discipline are the path of life. Amen. This is God's Word translation for Proverbs 6 and 23. International Standard Version speaking. me. <coughs> Because the command, which is the word, is a lamp, and the law is light, which is the Old Testament. Oh, I just love the Old Testament, saints and listening audience. I love the Old Testament. See, that's when God was leading and guiding his people. Jesus wasn't on the scene, or Holy Ghost wasn't on the scene. But God was actually answering the people's prayer, and the people were praying unto God and, you know, asking God, all oh, sorts of for me. You know, and God will instruct them on what to do and send prophets and, and prophetess Deborah on what to do. I love the Old Testament. That shows the power and the presence of God. Glory! If you ever want to know, if there's a God, read the Old Testament. What he did then, he does now. The Bible tells us to come to him, glory to God, and let's reason together. Come to the throne of God boldly and reason together. I absolutely adore the Old Testament. It shows the power and the presence of God. Oh, my God. I just love it. Woo. I tell you, God moved for me in the Old Testament so many times in so many ways and so many things and so many areas. He is just so awesome. Hallelujah, God loves us. International Standard Version, because the command is a lamp, which is a word, and the law a light, the Old Testament, rebukes that discipline are a way of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for the rebukes that discipline us, that show us the ways of God and how we're supposed to live. And the word of God does that. From Genesis to Revelation, it shows us the ways of God, how to live. I thank God for discipline. You know, God had given me um, a couple of, well, this has been a while back, but just recently he let me know. People and young people, as well as old people, really don't want to be the way they are. They really want discipline. They really want structure. They really absolutely want to change. They just don't know it, or they know it, and they don't know how to get it. The word tells us right here, plainly and clearly, Proverbs 6 and 23, that rebukes, that discipline are a way of life. That's how we change. That's how we get disciplined. One of the ways is through correction you know, a friendly recruits are a rebuke. Glory to God. And a lot of times, and not a lot of times, but it comes from God and are God's people, okay? Now, sometimes a rebuke or a correction can come through someone pretty fierce and pretty strong and pretty not sweet with sugar on it and all coated with cotton candy. But if it is where you are, and you know that that's God for you, okay? Let us try to get past the way someone is delivering it and hear what the what the deliverer is bringing. And what I saw with that was way back in the day when the milkman man, brought the milk. The milkman was the deliverer, but what he was delivering was the milk. That's what you wanted, was the milk. You weren't looking at the delivery man. Because he may have had a rough day, or he may have couldn't have found your house, but he brought your milk. So we're not so much, if we can, as saints, sometimes, because not all the times is the deliverer of the word, you know, harsh and strong and firm. But if they are, if you can bypass, look past, not listen to the deliverer, And listen to what he or she is delivering to you, which is the sincere milk of the word. God is good. Then you'll get somewhere. We will get to the place that God has preordained for us to be. We will follow instructions. We will not have poverty and shame. We will be honored. Glory to God, because we're receiving the sincere milk of the word, the instruction, the reproof, be it friendly or otherwise, it's going to discipline us into a better way of life. Now, for those of us that have the Holy Ghost, we know when it's God. We know when it's not God, okay? So if it's not God, you don't receive that. You get rid of that. You rebuke that. We do not receive what God has not brought into our lives. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. The Holman Christian Standard Bible says, for a command is a lamp. I just love this. For a command is a lamp. And I see like the servant, you know, army men, when they're commanded something, they're, they're, thank you, Jesus, they're in war. There's a war going on. There's a war, they're, they're, they're part of the army The army of the Lord There's a war going on And their leader is giving them a command Okay That command That that leader Is giving that army Is a lamp And will lead and guide them through the darkness To get to where they need to be And they are trying to get to friendlier grounds Trying to kill and destroy the enemy Whatever that lamp or that light is there for. That command from that leader is bringing, is a lamp, is light to them and taking them where they need to go. And our surety saints, we are in a war. There's a war going on. And the command is from Jesus Christ, Father God. And the lamp is his word. And it takes us where we're supposed to be, when we're supposed to be there, with God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, we're going to persevere. Hallelujah. That's an army. Someone in the army, glory to God, they persevere. I can see it now. The men over in Afghanistan, my God. What bullets flying everywhere? They on their ground, on the belly, on their belly through mud and and feces and you know and bob wire fence and them heavy boots on. Thank you, Jesus. The the uh, the uniforms, which is the arm of the Lord, their weapon that they had may have been an AK forty seven. Ours is the word of God. Sixty six books win a war. And the word is our lamp. And the command is from the God, from the Lord, from God. For a command, it says, For a command, not the command, not any command, but a command is a lamp. Okay? God has given us a command. It's a lamp to us. And teaching is a light. Thank you, Jesus. Teaching the word of God that Sister Danielle is teaching is a light to us. It includes me. And corrective discipline is the way to life. Not a way of life. Oh, God. It's a way to life corrective discipline is the way to life. Hallelujah. We already know. The Bible tells us that correction is the way of life. Reproof and correction. Let me get that scripture. Where is that at? Let me see. King James Version. Okay. That reproof and correction is the way of life. I pray that uh, I am someone today that reproof and correction. I admonish the saints that can get a prayer through to continue to pray for Sister Danielle. I will continue in the things that God has given me. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Second Timothy three sixteen through seventeen, King James Version. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, okay, that the man or woman of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The Bible says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God, the holy man of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for a way of life. It's profitable for reproof. God's word is, in prof- is profitable for correction and for instruction in righteousness. And corrective discipline is the way to life. Okay? Uh, Second Tim- uh, Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, colon, that the man or woman of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works, unto the way to life, the way to life, good works. New Living Translation, the word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path, the word of God. My God. Read Second Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16 through 17 in your reading study time. Uh, let the Holy Ghost minister to you within that scripture. King James Version. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And then God's words translation. Your word, Lord, is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Hallelujah. If you want to know which way to go, if you want to know, you know, the path that you're to take, if you need help on where and, you know, where to guide your feet, where to walk today, get in the Word of God. Let the Word get in you. Thank you, Jesus. Saints, that we may know in which direction our feet should go, what path we should take upon today. Today is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. The Bible says, as long as it is called today, that we encourage one another today, as long as it is called today. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm encouraging us in the word of God, Proverbs 16, 23. Hallelujah, as well as Proverbs 13 and 18, we are going to follow instructions because we're going to be honored, hallelujah, we're going to be blessed, glory to God. God's people are not people that are in poverty and are shame. God does not put shame on his people when we follow the word of God. We are graced with glory, with honor, with his presence, with his power, with his anointing. Thank you for it, Jesus. God is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. God, I thank you so much. I thank God for his word. I thank God for how he's created me, for I'm and wanted to be made. God in his image. God is a good God. Hallelujah. We're going to regard how to endure endurance. Hebrews 10 and 36. Glory to God. New international version. I need the saints to be praying with me. Hallelujah. I am not going to turn back. I am not going to let let go of the plow in the name of Jesus. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to endure. I'm going to work. Glory to God. I am not going to give way to it in the face of difficult situations and our pain. I'm going to endure. I'm going to persevere after I've done the will of God that I am going to receive what God has promised me. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And this looks like the way we get It's through perseverance. Sometimes it will come, you know, on a bed of ease. And I know I share with you, listening audience, when I first got saved, it was oh so easy for me and oh so just peaceable. I am telling you, God would open the doors and give us favor, me and my children. Just bless, bless, bless. I never really knew a hard time in God when I first got saved. Excuse me. It was always easy. That was just great. But here lately, because of higher heights, deeper depths, glory to glory, God is doing a new thing. He is building a new structure of this house that he dwells in. I was... um, talking with someone a few weeks ago, and God had given me this vision on how he was building my house. And I could see a strong house. The house was strong. It was, it was a white house. I'm just going to say it. Now, sometimes people, when I was coming up, they would say, oh, you sound like a white woman. You sound like a white girl. And that was a, com- well, okay, i got to be careful with that. Um, well, I deemed it as a compliment, though I wasn't white. I deemed it as a compliment. Now, for those of you that may get upset, just talk to God about it, okay? Don't talk to Danielle, talk to God, because it was God that gave me the revelation knowledge on it. You know, white people and black people and all people of God, we are absolutely uh, able and capable of doing great things and having a good life. Okay, so people would say that I talk like I was white, Um, but the house that God was showing me when I was talking to this person, it was a sturdy, strong, beautiful white house. However, the house was being built, and I'm telling you, if hammers wasn't being hammered, nails were flying everywhere. The boards—I could see the uh, what's that that uh, called? Um, you know when uh, scaffold? I could see the scaffolding on the side of the house and everything, but. God was showing me a strong house that he was building. Glory to God, it was a sturdy, beautiful house, a gorgeous house. Oh, my God, paint was looking good on it and everything. But if boys wasn't flying and stuff wasn't flying, uh, um, so God is, he's creating us, and he's making us into the image that he wants us to be. And I just praise and I appreciate God for that. I was going somewhere with that. Where was I going with that? It was something God was giving me about that. Thank you, Jesus. I bind the works of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, You know, listening audience, the Bible says that um, uh, the the memory of the just blessed. Glory to God. We have blessed memories. Our memory is blessed. We absolutely remember good things and what God has given us to remember. So we're going to, the saints, we're going to, Put our hand to the plow and not look back. We're going to hold on to the things of God. I need you all to be praying with me that I not hold on like a vice grip. Thank you, Jesus. But I hold on as being a good steward of the Lord, knowing that one watereth, that one planet, but God gives the increase. I thank God so much. For his loving kindness, I shall come forth as pure gold. Thanks, we shall come forth as pure gold. I know there's a lot of us that are going through, you know, some things, and there again for me is God building the house that he wants uh, me to be, that he has preordained and planned for me. He spoke many years ago that he has a plan for my life. And going to the plan and the promise of God, I'm going to persevere. I am going to be Hebrews, what is that, 13 and 10, 10, and 10 and 36. I'm going to endure, and I'm not going to endure, you know, all this is what it was. Excuse me, I'll get back to that. Uh, going through God, being in God in my beginning days was just so easy, 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 easy. Just joy of the Lord and the beauty of God and the glory of God and you know, just beauty of God, his grace and his mercy and his glory just rested upon me and my children and, and and my home, our homes and cars and jobs and just blessings. And now that I'm coming to higher heights and deeper depths, I'm absolutely understanding um, higher heights and, and deeper depths. And there's a scripture that says, you know, that I understand with all saints the height and the depth. Thank you, Jesus, which is a prayer that God gave me, a scripture that God gave me that I pray to God um, that I understand with all thanks, you know, the height and the depth in the name of Jesus. Um, but it's um, there's a, a song that uh, the soul singers sing. Um, if I was just anybody, I'd say it's all good, but I know that it's all God. And I appreciate God for what he's doing in my life, and I know God is doing great. and and marvelous and miraculous things saints, in your life. And uh, I admonish us to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Though there may be difficult situations that we face and uh, uh, painful things and uncharted waters that we may have never passed through before, but there's a scripture that says that when we pass through the waters, Glory to God that we shall come forth. Let me get that scripture here real quick. You know, it's the word, glory to God, that I was saying um, that brings life to us and uh, blessings pass through the waters. I thank God for uh, uh, the Internet and having um, what God has blessed us with. Isaiah 43 and 2 king james version there again that's that old testament i tell you i love the old testament oh my god it showed me so much of the power and the presence you know and the provision and the protection of god back in that old testament that was before the holy ghost was leading and guiding us into all truth thank you jesus when not if this is isaiah talking this is, this is a prophet, and I'm not going to get into the book of Isaiah, not right now. When thou passest through the waters, God said, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Saints, we're not even going to smell like smoke when we come through this fire. You know what we're going to be like when we come through? It's pure gold when we get through this fire. When we pass through the waters, higher heights, deeper depths, God said he's going to be with us. And through the rivers, they are not going to overflow us, okay? What we go through is not going to take us out. It's not going to take us under. God said He's going to be walking through. Uh, uh, let me see. When, when He says He said He's going to be with us. He said I'll be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. God is telling us. He's telling me that the rivers are not going to overflow me. That I'm going to pass through some waters, but He's going to be with me. And He said, when I walk through the fire, I'm not going to get burned and neither shall the flame kindle upon me. I thank God for that. I'm not even going to smell like uh, smoke. The flame of the fire is not going to kindle upon me. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. It's not going to affect me. That flame is not going to burn me. I shall live and declare the works of the Lord amongst the land of the living. God is an awesome God. He absolutely knows what He has in store for us before we were even born before we were even thought of God had has a plan that he spoke to me years ago in my life, excuse me, and I know that plan, not that specific plan that he has for me that he has for you, saints, that God has a plan for your life as well, and all you have to do is get in the word of God. Trust God, seek God's faith, not his hand all the time, not his provision all the time. That's absolutely going to happen when you pay your tithes. But seek his plan, seek his purpose for your life. When we seek God's purpose and God's plan, his provision automatically takes place. He provides for those that he has positioned. He is already provided for a saint. All we have to do is get in a place with God that he has preordained. Glory to God. We shall endure. We shall continue doing the work of the Lord. I've got like less than 60 seconds. I pray grace and mercy follows you all the days of your life. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for your family, for your children, that they're blessed, favored, covered in the blood of Jesus. No pedophile spirits, glory to God, around your children, your grandchildren. I ask God to be with you and to increase us. I pray for myself as well. Increase, increase in God's plan, God's purpose, God's provision. I got 10 seconds. Those of you that can get a prayer through, the prayers of the righteous, I admonish you. I ask you to be praying with Sister Danielle. As I pray for and with you, God bless you. This is the good news of the glorious gospel. First lady evangelist, teacher, pastor, student of the word of God, steward, good steward of God's word. Till next Teaching Tuesday, October 17th. I love you with the love of the Lord. Be blessed, be encouraged, and have a great day. Bye-bye.